Welcome to the Sound of Truth Bible Chat with your host, Brett Morani, where he leads discussion in God's Word. Let's join him now. My buddy Sean Wasson is back, and I just want to let our listeners know, hey, Sean is not our regular co-host of Sound of Truth Podcast. He's a guest on our program for, I believe this may be the fifth time in a row. Sean, you have shared with us your testimony in our weekly interview. You have also shared with us in a second weekly interview about your police chaplaincy as a volunteer. You've also joined us for a couple of Bible chats, and now you're joining us for another Bible chat. I might need to go ahead and add your biography to our uh, webpage as one of our frequent co-hosts, along with Rick and Eric. There you go. <laughs> no, Sean's a good friend and does an excellent job of communicating God's truth. And so I'm always thrilled when he and I talk just as friends quite frequently, but uh, I'm just thrilled to have him as one of our guest co-hosts here on, on the podcast. I promise you Rick will be back. I promise you Eric will be back, but uh, it's fun hearing from another voice occasionally. So Sean, I'm, I'm thankful that you're that voice. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. And we're going to talk about the book of Ephesians, specifically chapter four in this Bible chat. And verses 11 through 13, I'm using the 1984 edition of the New International Version, which says, It was he, that's referring to Christ, who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So God is wanting, according to verse 13, a mature body. He wants mature Christians, a mature church. And the way to get there is through these gifts that he has given to the church, which are people who are gifted in the areas of apostleship, prophecy, evangelism, pastoring, that is shepherding, and teaching. And it's these gifted leaders would prepare God's people, check this out, verse 12, for works of service so that the body of Christ will be built up. Another translation, maybe you got a different translation in front of you, Sean, says equipping the saints for ministry. Mm-hmm. That's what I have, right? Here. Yeah. Do you mind just reading how it's phrased in, in your translation there? Yeah. The English Standard Version says to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Yeah. So equipping the saints for ministry. So often we think that it's only pastors, it's only the church leaders who are, quote, in the ministry. In, in our kind of theological tribe background, denominational background, Sean, there was this idea of, are you in the ministry? Or he went into the ministry. or And, and that's refer, usually referring to a person who becomes a pastor. And, yes, when I was dealing with my call, Brett, I remember saying to, to a girl next to me in worship, I said, I was thinking about that I'm called to the ministry. She said, well, all Christians are called to the ministry. Are you called to preach? And, and there was a definite distinction because we're all supposed to be doing ministry right. So she was being more biblical than so often a lot of people are in regard to understanding that she, she yes. kind of, she got it. She understood. All That's Christians, right. all Christians are called to ministry. Mm-hmm. And this verse is, of course, kind of the go-to verse for that. And so it's not like you become a Christian and, oh, there's a second level for people who are especially called that they're in ministry. 
Yeah, in my home church, we used to call it, you know, vocational ministry. So more like your calling as a career and your job. But all Christians are ministers of the gospel. We're all to work for the kingdom of God. And interestingly, I think that the vocational people in ministry, what is our job? It's to equip the saints. So we work together with the church. I've heard so many churches and and people in churches think, okay, we've hired our staff. They'll go out and evangelize. They'll bring the people in. They'll get people converted. They'll disciple the people. And we're just kind of along to support it financially and to pray for them. But they do it all. Yeah. And and sadly, I'm afraid that a lot of North American Christians think this way. A lot of American Christians Mm -hmm. think exactly what the way you just described. My job is to show up on Sunday morning, sit Mm -hmm. there for an hour, an hour, 20 minutes, whatever it is, give during the offering. I support it financially. I support it with my prayers and the paid pastors and ministers, they're the ones that, like you said, do the ministry. And, and I show up to give my support once a week. And that is so far from the biblical truth. It's not just theologically incorrect, and it's not just unfortunate. It's tragic. Right. A, a generation of believers, I think, have missed out on being used of God to be the ambassadors that they are called to be, and, and who that's their identity in Christ. They're ambassadors for Christ. Every Christian has to have ministry in their life if they're being right. obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. What's your ministry? You may not be a pastor. You may not be a full-time evangelist, but you are called to ministry. What is it? And may I just mention also here, I think there's been a, a second misconception that actually is very prevalent in the churches. And I know it was prevalent in my own mindset up until just a few years ago. When I would think about equipping the saints for ministry, I usually used that verse and talked about it and preached on it and taught on it in the context of the local church and its Sunday morning events, uh, meetings, etc., right. right. kind of within the church. I, and it was like inside the walls of the church. It was very campus-centric. It was Sunday morning-centric. You know, in what ways are you as a layperson, and I don't like that term, but what ways are, are you as a, a church member who's not a pastor, in what ways are you serving in our church here on Sunday morning? And I, and I went to this verse. And the Lord's really opened up my eyes to think outside the walls of the church and say, no, equipping the saints for ministry is far more than just making Sunday morning happen for my personal local church. Right. And you think about it, and I've tried to teach our people this too, God has strategically placed you all throughout the community, and you are ambassadors for Jesus at your workplace, your school, wherever it is, wherever you're involved. And I always think it's sad, at least to me, is when somebody wants their friend or relative to come to know the Lord, and they call the pastor to have the pastor come and share the gospel. It's like, no, Jesus put you there. You're a believer. You know, you have a work to do. Now, I need to equip you so you know what to say and how to do it, and I'm definitely there to help you, or I might come alongside you. But I think it's sad when believers, church members, miss the opportunity and they hand it off to the pastor Mm -hmm. to do the work of evangelism when they can be equipped and they can do the work of evangelism in places we may not even be able to go. Sean, when you and I were growing up, an evangelist was someone who came to town and held a revival for a week in a local church. And our job as church members were to get people to come hear the evangelist preach so that people would get saved. That's right. Yeah. But when you look at the text here, it's referring to gifted people in evangelism, it's their job to train the saints for the work of ministry. So the most effective evangelist is not the guy who preaches a gospel sermon really well on Sunday morning in a church or at a revival. Biblically speaking, the effective evangelist is the one who trains others in how to do 
personal evangelism. You know, I've heard somebody say, and I don't know where they pulled this statistic out, that only 10% have the gift of evangelism. 10% of people have the gift of evangelism. I don't see that in scripture. I don't know where we get these ideas that you have a professional evangelist that does all the evangelism. The Great Commission is to every believer, right? Exactly. The evangelist, according to Ephesians 4, is someone who trains someone in doing Mm -hmm. evangelism. Mm Mm-hmm instead of them being the expert that does it all. Right. Same for teachers, I think. It, you're teaching mm-hmm. people to be able to teach others, kind of a pass-it-along thing. Oh, that our churches would get back to an Ephesians 4 mindset, and we would recognize people who are equipped to train believers in the various areas of service for the kingdom of God. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth Podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville. It is copyrighted by Brett A. Mirani, 2022.